0: Hi, this is the Seattle Mama Doc Podcast. I'm Dr. Wendy Sue Swanson. We all work so hard to perfect how we pull off parenthood and often we may not feel good enough. Here to talk a little bit about teen depression um, and some startling new news out about kind of parental insight around how our kids are doing, risks for suicide ideation, suicide numbers across the United States, and maybe even reasons for it. So. You know, at large, we have recognized over the last decade that there has been a significant increased number of children hospitalized and children presenting to emergency departments for suicide ideation, the idea that they want to take and end their life actively. Um, Just between the years 2008 and 2015, so like not long ago, just during that time period, the number of children with that challenge and that diagnosis in the hospital and the emergency room basically doubled. So we're seeing across the country a significant change in teen mental well-being, and we're certainly seeing a change in, in understandings around um, children with severe depression and thoughts of ending their life. So there are risk factors, and I think all many of us have heard a lot of and seen a lot of finger pointing towards kind of, you know, the rise of the mobile smartphone as one of the ills um, in the teen experience, and one of the ills in the adult experience as well. You know, in a report that was a clinical report that was published back in um, Pediatrics in the year 2016, there was one piece of data that really jumped out at me, which was, you know, if your child uses the Internet more than five hours a day, they do have an increased risk of depression and ultimately an increased risk of suicidality, both the idea of wanting to kill themselves and the idea of attempting it. Suicide is a real problem for teens. Um, It's the second leading cause of death in the teen population. It's the second leading cause of death in the United States in the teen population. And um, that number is probably, you know, that's the number of children who die that way. But that number is probably underreported as many of these deaths are reported as accidents. Um, Sometimes we just don't know that a child has taken their own life or ended their life actively. And the ratio of attempted suicides, um, you know, is also hard to calculate, um, but is somewhere to be thought somewhere around 50 to one to 101. There are some differences between girls and boys, whereas the rate of suicide attempts is twice as high among girls than it is on boys. And the thoughts about that are that girls tend to choose less lethal measures. As I've told you in multiple podcasts in the past, it's just a reminder that You know, whenever you're concerned about a child with mental instability or depression or anxiety, it's really wise to get a firearm out of the house. We know that if there's a firearm in a house, the likelihood of suicide goes up about ninefold. And then specifically, if someone attempts to end their life, if they use a firearm to attempt to end their life, about nine out of ten times they're successful doing that. And that's much higher than, of course, other mechanisms, which teens um, with significant mental health challenges like depression that would lead to suicide ideation or an attempt, um, you know, they wouldn't have as, as horrible of an outcome. About nine, just a, another quick statistic, nine out of ten people who attempt to end their life by suicide, um, who survive say that they're so glad that they survived. When they reach and get the mental health services that they need, nine out of 10 people who have tried to end their life and don't are very happy that they didn't do it. So I think, you know, we have a national challenge and a national problem right now with our teens, the second leading cause of death. And we certainly have um, to learn a little bit more. So the startling news. So... First and foremost, two-thirds of teens who have suicide ideation thinking about ending their life or killing themselves don't seek mental health services. So what we're trying to figure out across the United States is, is what do we do? So just this past year, recommendations have gone out for every single year annualized screening for children with a standard questionnaire in the pediatric office. Many offices use something called the PHQ-9. It's an assessment where they you ask, it's just a one-page series of questions that asks a teen, and it helps a pediatrician gauge kind of how that child is doing. But what's really alarming, I think, in some ways is not just the numbers I've gone over, but a study that was just published in January of 2019, looking at the interaction between parents and their insight around their child's thoughts of death and around their child's thoughts about suicide. This was a study done in Philadelphia about 5,000 teens between the age of 11 and 17 that answered questions that included whether they had ever thought about killing themselves or if they thought about death and dying. In addition, their parents filled out those questionnaires as well. And researchers wanted to understand, like, how right were the parents? Were they kind of in tune and understanding where the teens were? And then how truthful are teens when we ask them directly, do you want to kill yourself? Are you feeling sad? Um, Do you think about death? And the data that hit all the media summaries that I think is really startling for all of us is ultimately that half of parents who had a child with suicide thoughts were unaware. So when those children filled out those, those teens filled out those surveys, when you looked at the the teens who said that they had been thinking about suicide, only half of their parents were aware that that child had reported suicidal thoughts. Now, then... 75% of those parents were unaware that their child had reported even thoughts of death. So here we are. Like, you know, I think it's hard to know and understand exactly what's going on in people's minds. The teen years are, of course, very elusive. But I think what's troubling about this is I think sometimes we, you know, we worry as parents about our children's mental health. We ask. We don't want to pro. We want to give them privacy. We want to give them space. And yet we really want to understand how they're doing. So knowing now that half of parents did not know about their children and then 75% of parents were unaware that their children were thinking about death really does show us that we can't exactly trust our own intuition. And that's why I think using and making sure that you're working with your pediatrician and having your child screened every single year from age 12 and up at least um, is at least a really good start. The study really showed that parents believe their teens about the suicidal thoughts, but about 48% of the teens denied it. So in addition to parents not exactly knowing what's going on with their teens, when you ask kids directly about their suicide ideation or about their thoughts of death, they're not always actually honest in that way as well. So, you know, there are different strategies that clinics are using across the country, including even having teens fill out things on iPads as opposed to asking teens direct questions verbally that sometimes and in some studies we found that have kids use digital technologies will actually allow them to feel a sense of comfort and an ability to be more honest. The study also looked at gender differences and found that parents were often more aware of their their female or their girls' um, thoughts of death than they were of their boys, and that the insight grew actually with age. so that the older the teen was, the more likely the parent really understood if their child was depressed or not. So that these younger teens, if they were having these kinds of thoughts, it may be that they couldn't articulate them very well, but their parents maybe didn't know about them as well, or maybe just weren't asking. I mean, I have a 12-year-old at home. I worry about him all the time, but I'm not necessarily probing and asking about depressive symptoms as well. So when he goes in for his well-child checkup in two days, I will be doing that. Um, the other thing that I thought was noted is that there were some differences with racial minority families having some of the highest rates of parental unawareness, um, with the exception of Hispanic parents. And then also fathers tended to be less in tune with the suicidal thoughts compared to the mother. So there may be differences in your home. There may be gender differences. There may be cultural differences as well. But I think the take-homes here are really that – we may not know exactly what's going on in our child's brain. We need to use our pediatricians. We need to mandate routine and universal screening. And I cannot say enough with the numbers of suicides, the second leading cause of death in these teenagers, the number of children going being hospitalized for depression and suicide ideation, and showing up in the ER. You can't go fast enough to partner with your pediatrician if you're concerned. And if your pediatrician recommends counseling, please take their advice. Talk therapy, opening up dialogue is such a productive way to help support a teen. Um, Don't shy away from that. The stigma around psychological support sometimes is really great. And I just deeply encourage you to be open to that. We have also done a great podcast with some of our experts here at Seattle Children's on suicide prevention and on depression specifically. So check those out. You can just scroll through Seattle Mama Doc at the SoundCloud account. The great ideas about what do you do if your child is, um, if you're concerned that your child is suicidal, what do you do if your child or you're concerned that your child is depressed? But again, we may not all be that insightful about it as well. So using and partnering with people in, you know, grandmas, grandpas, teachers, coaches, and pediatricians. If anyone's concerned about your kid, go in and do some formal assessments. Okay, kind of a tough topic. And the reality is parenting is a high-stakes job. But the good news is you've got this. Thanks for listening. The Seattle Mama Doc Podcast episodes air every single week. I'm always interested in hearing what you have to say, what was helpful, and what you want to learn more about reach out to me on Twitter at Seattle Mama Doc, on my Facebook, Seattle Mama Doc, or at SeattleMamaDoc.com. Tell me what you want to learn. Tell me if you want to join me and point me to experts you'd love to learn more from.